Let heaven come. It's really not about God pouring out heaven because He did that already. It's about us receiving heaven here on earth by living as sons and daughters of the King. And that's how His kingdom comes to earth is by us being His kingdom on earth sharing his kingdom, expanding his kingdom. But as I was singing, let heaven come, I was just speaking heaven into situations that are not lined up on earth as they should be in heaven. If you have a situation or a circumstance in your life that doesn't, here on earth, it doesn't line up with what would happen in heaven, then it should change on earth. We have that authority to change it here on earth. So as I was singing, let heaven come, I was just speaking heaven into circumstances, heaven into sickness, heaven into bodies to line up with the word of God. Because in heaven, there's health. In heaven, there's wealth. In heaven, there's wholeness and prosperity and everything that we need. 
So let's just sing Let Heaven Come a few more times. And then before we close and just dismiss the kids and just speak heaven into situations in your life here on earth that aren't lining up with how they should be. Because that's how Jesus told us to pray, right? On earth as it is in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no brokenness in heaven. There's no addiction in heaven. Hallelujah. And we don't have to wait till we die and be to, and go and be with the Lord to have the fullness of heaven. We can have it here on earth. Amen. So let's just sing that. Let heaven come a few more times. receive the open windows of heaven over our lives Father God we just thank you Lord that we would learn to walk in the fullness here on earth God bit by bit God every single day we would just step more into the fullness of heaven on earth because that's why Jesus died that's why you gave your son not just to save us from hell. And we are so thankful for that. But Jesus died so that we could have fullness here on earth. And we receive that, God. We receive our identity as sons and daughters. We receive your grace, Father, to be able to live empowered lives, empowered to live full lives here on earth. And we just thank you, Lord. We just lift up All of those from this body, Lord, many who are in Alabama, Lord, at a week of training, Lord, we just lift up our pastors and our leaders, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, there's no distance in prayer, and we just um, speak blessings over them, we just speak fresh revelation that they would receive and bring back, Father, spiritual and practical things, Lord, that can help us when they get back, and we just thank you, Lord, that this body of believers would be an example of heaven here on earth, Father, that we would demonstrate heaven on earth, Father. And we just thank you, God. We thank you, God, for your blessings. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your grace. And we just thank you, God, for what you're going to do tonight. We just ask that you would give us ears to hear and open hearts, Father, to receive everything that you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Okay, so the kids can go.
to class. I'm not sure who's teaching the kids' class. Miss Jessica's gone, but Kelly, Miss Kelly. Kids, go with Miss Kelly. Youth in middle school, you're dismissed. We just speak blessings over you. And take a couple minutes and meet and greet. And I'll see you back here in a minute for tithes and offerings. God bless you. welcome everyone tonight it's a little bit different all the people in charge are gone so (laughs) we can do whatever we want (laughs) yeah really hallelujah Um, like I said before they're all in Alabama at a a week-long conference for leaders and um, those who could go went and those who couldn't stayed and so I know they're going to bring it back and impart it to all of us amen so I don't know of any announcements. I'm sure there are some, but back to school bash is um, over, and I'm not sure if I'm sure there are backpacks left. Okay, and so if you know of people, I'm not sure how Miss Jessica is doing it, but if you know of someone who needs is in need of a backpack, please let Miss Jessica know, and or the church office, and we will get it in their hands. We have about. Okay, so for until Jessica will be back Sunday, I believe. Um, so anyway, I know that school is about a month away. Well, Woodward School starts four weeks from yesterday. So I know as August 1st rolls around, then parents like me, I'm like, oh, school supplies. And you know, it is costly to buy school supplies. I've got three kiddos to buy for and... You know, it is. It, it's a big. And then you got school clothes and school shoes and all that good stuff. And so we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And I know Jessica just appreciates everyone who helped out for the back to school bash. It was a great success. Give her a pat on the back when you see her because she worked her little hiney off on that. Pastor Eric Lee's for Africa coming up very soon. Till the end of this month, I think. So be lifting him up. 
prayers of protection and favor as he travels and just great anointing. I know he's going to be able to speak in Africa. That is awesome, you guys. You understand that that a part of us is going to Africa. So it's like you and I being in Africa. When we send him forth to go to Africa, it's like a part of us leaving. Amen? And and that's connecting us to the other side of the world. That's exciting. Amen? Okay, so tithes and offerings. Um, time to give to God. Amen? So uh, there's a scripture that says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I've always thought, well, it should be where your heart is, your treasure will be. But it's, the Bible says it's the other way around. Where your treasure is, your heart follows. So I was thinking just a few minutes ago about, I don't know, it's been a long, long time. And when I was little, my grandpa would take us to the horse races. And I'd see people betting on these horses. Now, if you lay $100 on, uh, give me a horse name. What's the sea biscuit? Okay, <laughs> thank you. If you put a hundred dollars on sea biscuit, are you going to be cheering really loud for sea biscuit to win? Why? Because you put your money there, right? So, I mean, that is a biblical principle. I mean, I know we can't say that tithing is ga- like gambling. <laughs> it's not what I'm. That's not where I'm going. But I'm saying where your money is, where you invest, that is where your heart is going to be. Amen. I mean, it, it's an error. I mean, you watch the stocks. Wherever your money is, your heart is going to be following those stocks, okay? And so I just encourage you that if you haven't really connected um, and, it, and it goes to God, I mean, the money here, of course, goes to church and it goes to pay the light bills, it goes to pay salaries, it goes to, to help people who come in, it goes to so many things. But it goes to God ultimately. Amen? And um, I, I was over the finances for almost eight years here, and I can tell you that every penny is accounted for, and every pen, it's being well take, managed and taken care of. So I just want to encourage you to just connect your heart to God, connect your heart to this ministry by investing your hard-earned money. Sometimes it's hard to let loose, but when you do that, good things happen to your heart and in your life. Amen? Let's pray and give to God. Hallelujah, Lord. We just love you, God. We just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you give seed to the sower. And Lord, as we just give our money and our tithes and offerings to this ministry, God, just connect our hearts to the vision of this ministry, to your vision, Father, a vision of love and goodness and grace. And we just thank you, Lord, that every need will be met in this ministry and and the people who give to it, Lord, that their needs will be met in every area of their life, not just financially, but spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, Father. We just thank you, God, for your goodness. We release your goodness over these people and their finances. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I know a place where we will cry, but I wipe the tears from my Carry the way 
at his accomplishments and perfect sacrifice to appease God's wrath, to worship him is right. There is no other way, they all lied. God sent the son and his son died. Put your idols to the fire, let them burn. Christ resurrected and he will return. God wrote the story, put himself in it. Now you and him can meet is the way that he intended. So if you're looking for a place that can take away the hurting. Okay, you guys are in for such a treat tonight. Angela, my dear friend Angela is speaking tonight. She's full of wisdom, full of God, and I just love her so much. She's so much fun. If you've never been around Angela, she's just a ball of fire, and I'm privileged to work with her on the worship team and to call her one of my very good friends. So welcome, Angela. Amen? Some of y'all are looking at me kind of funny. Is my hair okay? I mean... I feel like I got mascara running down my face or something. Y'all are looking at me funny. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. Laughing with me, not at me. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't like to be laughed at, and I can laugh with you. And, hey, we're all good. Oh, we've been talking about grace for the past oh, several weeks. Has it, what, three, four weeks now? And um, I started studying grace. The Lord put grace on my heart about three years ago, and I've been studying grace ever since then. And um, I have so much to give to you that there is no way I can do that in the next 20 minutes. So I'm going to give you a little bit, just kind of give you a little bit and get you hungry. Um, when When I give out little pieces of information to people that will encourage them, will lift them up. I like to call it honey because in 1 Samuel 14, um, Jonathan, the son, the son of King Saul, Jonathan, had uh, gone into the woods and he had picked up some honey and ate it. And it, the word says that his, his eyes were brightened or enlightened. So the taste of honey or the smell of honey or anything like that, if, you've, if it's in the spirit, you know, it is revelation, it is not revelation, it is enlightenment to you. So if you smell or taste honey, it's enlightenment. So I'm going to give you a little bite of honey tonight, and you all can pick it up if you want to. And if you don't want to, that's all right, too. It's up to you. Okay. So grace. The Greek word for that is charis, which I'm sure you've heard recently in this, and as Pastor Eric has told us, um, that same word, charis, is the same word for gifts. And we all know the gifts that uh, God gave us, you know, the um, apostle, apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and what am I forgetting? Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Those are gifts of the Spirit. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um, I want to talk about encouragement as a way to get grace. Um, grace is like gas. It's your fuel. It's what makes you go. It's not something for you to rest in. It's something that gives you to go. One of the ways you get grace is by encouragement. And you can be encouraged by a witness, by a testimony. And so I would like to bring up... Um, some new friends of mine, and share their testimony with you and pour some grace out on y'all. So, uh, y'all want to come on up?
That's all right. You can write as much down as you want to. <laughs> share your name and uh, share your Okay. I'm Casey. This is my husband, Chris. We've been here since Easter Sunday was our first Sunday. Um, we attended a church back in Texas uh, where we went for quite some time, and we swore up and down we would never find another church like that. And then we walked into Living Word. <laughs> And um, when we walked in, we both looked at each other and, like, took a big, deep breath, like, okay, we made it. We found one. <laughs> um, we've been in Oklahoma about 18 months. He has been here closer to two years. And when I first moved here with both my kids, first time I've ever lived away from my parents my entire life. Never been more than 10 miles away from my mom. And here I am eight hours away. We had a lot of really, really bad things happen to us when we first moved here. Um, we had a situation that caused us to have to move at night with our kids. Um, we were not able to explain to them what had happened, but um, by the grace of God, uh, we moved. We found an apartment, which I know if you're in Woodward, you know how difficult it is to find housing in Woodward. <laughs> um, some friends of ours found us an apartment, not in the best part of town, but we got an apartment. And three weeks later, the tornado hit. Um, tore up my car pretty good. And... We really kind of were at the end of our rope. We were about ready to give up, pack up, and go home. We had a date set. We were going to go. And then we came to church. And when we came to church, um, we were in a spot, I think even in our marriage, where we were so frustrated with each other. We've been together nine years. Um, We were so frustrated with each other that we thought, you know, nothing was going to help. And it just, it was a really bad deal. Our you know, our son was having issues in school. Our daughter was not acting right. It just wasn't good. Within, what do you say, like two months of us being here, things started happening in our life. Um, he was laid off about a month ago. Within two weeks, found a job. Um, within, within a like two-day period, Um, we got to a point where we literally had no money in our checking account. And when I say no money, I mean like overdrawn, (laughs) no money. Um, within about 48 hours, I went all around town, you know, to all our people we owed money to, um, Renna center, God bless them, gave us two free weeks for our furniture. Um, a loan that we had owed money on walked in and she said, did you know that you can refinance your loan today and I will give you a check for $130? <laughs> um, and again, like I said, we had a negative balance in our checking account. Um, got a re- repossession letter for my car, which we had owned since 2006. Called my mom and talked to her. She called me back and said, you'll never believe what just happened. I said, what? She said, my boss just called me in my office and gave me a very big bonus. Call your car company. I'm making your car payment. Getting it off of the repo list. Um, (laughs) This month, talking about grace and empowerment, I think we're the perfect example of God's grace. I mean, we're not perfect by no means. We are not done on our road, on our journey. We work every day. We work hard. Um, We fall. We're human. But we do have this church to thank for it, and we have the people of the church. There's so many people that have encouraged us and just 
lifted us up when we needed it. And if it weren't for God's grace, we really wouldn't be standing here right now. There was a point in time when I first moved to Oklahoma. You'll have to excuse me. I was drinking so heavily that I shouldn't be alive. And if it weren't for this man standing here, I really would be dead. Um, so when we found this church and we found God's true grace, I was raised in church my whole life. Never have I felt his grace like I have now, ever. We've had money come in that I don't know where it came from. Just somehow we have money and we're okay. We're able to help other people. We were a part of the back to school bash. And I think for both of us was, that was the greatest thing we could have ever done is to give back to people that have given to us. Again, we're not perfect, but we're good examples as to the grace of God. And I, I see people all the time come in the coffee shop and I even had a guy the other day kind of give me a little smirk. Like I didn't know what he was going through. And I was like, you got two hours because we can have a talk. <laughs> God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So. <laughs> well, about this time last year, um, like she said, we almost lost her. She had to be hospitalized. Her alcohol levels were so high, and they were terrified that if she went home, she was not going to make it. The withdrawals were causing seizures. She couldn't stay focused. She couldn't be left alone. It was really scary. And I think at that point for me, I was just in it to make sure the kids were okay because they didn't have anybody else up here. I was done. I had washed my hands. I was ready to go. I had prayed and struggled and hoped and just wished that someone would just beat her over the head and wake her up. And it, it wasn't happening. It didn't seem like it was ever going to happen. Um, finally, one day I came home and she had been taking her medication, kind of sobering up, coming back to earth. And she said, why don't, why don't we go to church? So I'm, well, I'm all for that. I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, it wasn't really the best experience. It was kind of hard for me. Um, we moved to Texas. The church there was great. I felt really at home. And then we walked in here, and it was like magic. I mean, the, the blessings that have come to us since we've been here are amazing. Watching her turn around and seeing God light her life up was really what led me in and opened my door. So, you know, I mean... I, I kind of owe it to her for leading me here. I am a very, everything has a reason. There's always an explanation for something. There's no such thing as miracles. Coming here and seeing what has happened with her and the light is proof that God is working here and he's working hard. She has always been codependent. I would, Someone always had to do everything for her, and she had no problem letting him do it. She has 
completed her courses and taken her test and passed to work with special needs kids. And she has a full-time job coming up that she got on her own. She's clean and sober. <laughs> she's working as much as she can here. I mean, she's got she's got me here. I'm I'm working every free minute I've got. I'm here, and you know, like she said, things are bad for us. They were not going good. I'd lost my job, and you know, it's God's light's always shining if you're looking in the right place. If you're not in church and you don't realize that His light's shining you're never going to see the miracles that are coming from him. I was unemployed for a week. We had filed unemployment. We had filed for food stamps. We had done all that stuff. I got a call. I got a job interview. And now I'm working, and, you know, our, our bills are paid. I don't know how, but they're paid. You know, it, it just, if anyone ever tells you there's no such thing as God, they need to come here. Because Pastor Eric in this church congregation will prove him otherwise. brings tears to my eyes i mean does it not were you encouraged by the words that you heard and how god lifted them up out of that low low place and god lifted them up and gave them everything they needed every provision that they needed god provided i had a i'm leaving my notes because they just don't make any sense to me now (laughs) it happens like that I forget stuff like this. You can tell me something and it's gone. You have to tell me again. It's just it's just the way it is, and I learned to live with it. <laughs> so um, what has come to my mind, I guess God's brought it to my mind, is about provision and how provision is in the heavens. It's there. Whether we see it or not, it's there. We have to perceive it in order to receive it. And you can't perceive it unless you need it. An example, it's, it's not, a, not the greatest example, but it's happened in my life, so I'm going to share it with you. I work um, at Malai's Interiors. Kristen's my boss. She's sitting over there, and I love her dearly. Um, I was working with this client, and uh, we were working on bringing things into her home to beautify it. And... Um, we worked on sofas and, and uh, couches and chairs and rugs, oh my. And um, <laughs> it came down to we were in the kitchen, in the dining room, and um, she has this lighting fixture that hangs over the table, and she's not real happy about it. She doesn't like it. It's a contemporary, and she has an old world style glamorous look, and it just didn't fit her, her style. So one day she was in the store. And she saw this light fixture hanging from the ceiling. And she looked at that and she says, oh, my goodness, I love that light fixture. Is that new? I love that. How much is that? I said, no, it's not new. It's been here for a while. (laughs) She had been coming in the store for about eight months, at least, you know, once a week. And that had light fixture had been there every single time. Not 10 feet from my desk. She had never, ever seen that light fixture before. It had always been there. 
but she didn't see it until she needed it. That is our provision that's in heaven that we pull to earth. That's bringing that kingdom to, to earth. In fact, the songs that we sang tonight was all about kingdom. Bringing the kingdom to earth. That provision is in heaven. We bring those provisions to earth when we need them. We have to perceive them to receive them. Can you say that? Say perceive to receive. Okay. Perceive means to see, to understand, to realize, to, um, to recognize. You can't recognize something that you're not in need of. So, um, I don't know where I'm going after that. That's just what popped in my little head. <laughs> uh, well, um, I just want to share with you that the kingdom is in heaven. And we're bringing the kingdom to earth through grace. How do we do that? Well, there are three ways you can get grace. The first one, the most important one, the one that is accessible to every single person is your personal relationship with God. That's your one-on-one time with the Father, with, the, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit. That's your one-on-one time. You get grace that way. When you spend time in his presence, grace just pours down through you. That's that special grace that's where you learn to rest in him. Do you know what resting in God is? It's not worrying. It's not striving. It's not. This is not resting. This is sitting. Okay? This is not resting. I can be at work and I can be doing this and working here and answering foes and I can still be at rest. Rest in God is a grace giver. Um, You can find uh, information about that resting in God all through the Bible. You know, Paul was one who rested in God constantly. He was always talking about the grace of God that worked through him. Study um, Ephesians. Ephesians is the best book on grace. I love Ephesians. The second place you can get grace is through the gifts. I talked about the gifts earlier. You can find those gifts in, let's see, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Has anybody got a Bible that can read for me? Casey? I've got it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Keep going. There you go. There we go. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. You ready? The apostles. What does that word say? The prophets. The evangelists. The evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Okay. Did you catch that? Okay. Apostles, prophets, pastors, 
teachers, and evangelists. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Those people are grace givers. When we are around those people, their graces follow on us. They work through us. When Pastor Eric stands up here and teaches to us, he is pouring grace into us. I'm giving you grace right now. I'm throwing honey all over the place. You know, it's up to you if you want to dip your finger in it and get you a bite. The last way is the words of encouragement. Like Casey and Chris shared with us tonight, they shared encouragement. They shared the gifts that God has, the blessings that God has poured out on them and has brought provision to them. And that provision's available. It's available to every single one of us. Any needs that we have, we can bring those petitions to God, and those needs are available. I mean, the the provision for those needs are available. Encouragement. Um, I know a lady that when you say something nice to her, she has difficulty receiving it. I used to be that way. I used to, I used to tear me up for someone to, to compliment me. I would, uh, oh, well, that's, you know, it's no big deal. You know, it's all right. But receiving a compliment like that is encouragement. It lifts you up. It empowers you. Let me say this. Empowerment is not about getting power. It's not about getting more power. What is empowerment? Empowerment is allowing the power that's in you out. It's letting the power out that's already in you. Everything that you come up with in life, any situation you come up to in life, God has made provision for that. He has a grace for that for you to walk in. And all you have to do is just say, Lord, I need this. Have faith that it's going to happen. You you can't get grace without faith. You can't do anything. You can't please God without faith, for crying out loud. You can't do anything without faith. But you know what? Even faith is a gift. He gives me faith to believe when I can't believe myself. How many has that happened to? All right. See? I'm not lying to you. I tell you the truth. Grace allows us to reign in life. We were talking about the kingdom. We sang about the kingdom, how we reign in the kingdom. When we reign in the kingdom on earth, if it's an earthly king, reigning means you're standing over people, telling them what to do, taking their money and all this kind of stuff. We are kings and priests on this earth, but we're not doing that. That's not what we're supposed to do. As a heavenly king, as a heavenly priest, that's not how we live. When we reign in life, that means we have, we have the ability to come underneath our brothers and our sisters, to come underneath them, pick them up, hold them up, empower them to live their life fuller. God designed us to need each other. I mean... We just do. I used to not be a people person. I used to be scared to death for someone to look sideways at me. 
Me standing up here doing this tonight is nothing but grace. I was so so shy I wouldn't look at myself in the mirror. That's bad. You know how many zeros I took on oral book reports in school? (laughs) Because I wouldn't get up in front of a class and tell about a book that I read? Oh, my goodness. So shy. But because of God's grace, because of him calling me to teach, to, to give of myself, I can stand here before all of you people, and I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. And I can stand here and stumble all over all my words and everything and give you these words, this, this honey, and God can take my stumbles and put it in your heart and pull out of that and give to you what you need. He can give you the graces that you need through my words, whether they're apt or inept. I don't even know if ept is a word. <laughs> it is now. I make up my own words. <laughs> oh, what is grace? I have a definition of grace that is a little different than what we've been hearing. And it's... It's my favorite way of saying what grace is because it's because it expands on the idea of favor. Of course, grace is favor. It's the un- unmerited favor of God. Grace is what enables you to function. Grace empowers you to enable others to come into their destiny. Every single one of us have a destiny. What is your destiny? Debbie, your destiny is to be like Jesus. Um, where did Margie go? I love Margie. She's always got a happy face. She's always got a kind word. She's always got a, a hug for you all the time. Um, Casey, your destiny is to be like Jesus. Glennis, your destiny is to be like Jesus. Can you do that in your own power? Can you get saved in your own power? What? How are you saved? By grace. By grace, you are saved. I can't get saved by myself. I can't. I can't do anything without God, without his grace. His grace enables me to walk, to live, to, uh, to stand here before you and share my heart. Wow. God's grace is awesome. I love the grace of God. Grace makes you capable of doing what you cannot do in your own power. Wrap your head around that and hang on to it. What time is it? Oh, we got to go. Um... How many of you tonight need encouragement? You guys want to come up and 
Sing that song for us again. That, yeah, just go play it. Yeah, now the last one, that um, Our Father. Let's bring some kingdom to earth tonight in this room. Those of you that need encouragement tonight, would you stand up, please? All right, those of you who are around them, those of you around them, would you stand and just lay your hand on a shoulder or something and just encourage them, pray for them and, put, and bring some encouragement into their lives? Let's lift each other up and let's bring kingdom into this place tonight. Let's bring heaven to earth. Our Father in heaven is bringing kingdom to earth. And we're praying it down tonight. And we're speaking encouragement into each other. Go ahead and pray. I'll talk. You guys pray. Um, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, for all of who you are and what you have done and all the provision you've made for each and every one of us, Lord. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Let your kingdom come.
Just uh, close your eyes and just rest in God and just listen. Listen to what the Spirit is saying to you tonight. Let's just, let's give God a few minutes. Let's just, let's just give God a minute and just, and just be with Him. I feel the presence of God here tonight. I feel the love of God pouring down on each of us tonight. I feel the encouragement of Holy Spirit flowing through and into each and every one of us tonight. Heaven's coming to earth tonight. Heaven is coming to earth tonight, right now, right here, in this place. And all we have to do is receive it. Hallelujah. Let's give him some praise. Let's just spend a moment with our heart in tune with his heart. out loud, you're not going to hurt my feelings at all. I don't think God will be upset either. Come on, let's pray out loud. Let's just give him some praise. Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for so much, for all that you have provided for us, Lord, for all the blessings that you have given us, Lord. And Lord, we can rest in that encouragement. We can rest in knowing that you have our back. You have our back. You have everything, every provision for us, Lord. But more than that, more than provision, more than receiving what we need, we have you. I'll take you over things any day. I'll give you everything. If it's not for you and your presence, Lord, I don't want nothing. If 
you have nothing to say, I got nothing to say. Your name is holy, Lord. And you live in me. That's a tough thing to wrap my head around, is that you're holy and that you live in me.
ever. He's got you in his sights. And he says, I know you. You have my heart. You're my favorite. I like you so much. But the cool thing is this. Is he can be looking at Glennis and looking in her eyes and saying, I like you my best. You're my favorite. And never look away from her. And at the same time, he's looking at James. And he's looking in his eyes. And he's saying, James, I love you, man. You rock. You have my heart. I can look at you forever. And he never breaks his gaze. And he never stops looking at James. And he says, James, you're my favorite. And the cool thing about that is he can look at Glennis and he can look at James and never break their gaze. And then he can look at Dorothy and he can say, Dorothy, you're my favorite. I love you more than ice cream. You rock, lady. You're my favorite. And the thing is, it's not uncomfortable for God to look at us and look at us and look at us and look at us. You know, when you see a stranger on the street and you you look at them and you notice them look at you and you look away real fast. It's not like that with God. When you see, when he sees that he has your, your gaze, he's always looking back at you. And even when you don't see it, he's looking at you long before you even know him. That's favor. That's him looking at you and saying, I love you. And he pours his grace out on us through that. Isn't God cool? I like God a lot. He likes me too. I'm his favorite. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thanks for coming in tonight and worshiping God with us. I hope you've been lifted up and encouraged and pick up a bit of honey on your way out. We'll we'll catch you Sunday. Good night.